Welcome to season four of Invested in Our New Reality. We started this podcast at the beginning of the pandemic to give Ottawa's business community a place to speak candidly about the challenges and opportunities they faced during these unprecedented times. And boy, have they delivered. Not only have business leaders from a wide variety of sectors shared lessons learned, but they've offered practical advice on how to innovate and thrive in the future. Things we all need to hear right now. My name is Siobhan Haskell McIntosh, and I'm the diversity and belonging lead at Shopify. I'm a board member at Invest Ottawa, and I'm really glad to have you with us as we explore the path forward for business and industry at this transformative point in history. So let's get started. COVID-19 has caused so much turbulence in the economy and in society. It's forced a lot of entrepreneurs and businesses to reconsider what they offer, why they offer it, and what impact they have on the world around them. Today, we're talking about all of that with Naomi Hyla, who is committed to helping people have an impact on products, companies, and communities. She's an entrepreneur, a consultant at Quake Lab, and the creator and host of the Power of Why podcast, where she interviews leaders who have taken a non-linear path to success and who are building their lives and careers with intention, even during a pandemic. Hey, Naomi, I'm so delighted to welcome you to Invested in Our New Reality. I am so excited to be here, Shav. Thanks for having me. No problem. So getting right into it. So Naomi, you focused a career on inspiring people to have an impact. Why is the Mm -hmm. idea, why is the concept of impact so important to you? Yeah, that's an interesting question uh, because I feel like I've just started my career and a lot of the work that I've been involved with had some sort of, you know, semblance or underlying relationship with fulfillment and, you know, having creating meaning in your life as well. And so, but when I have these conversations or I listen to interviews where, you know, we talk about having an impact, I think um, I'd love to make a more tangible um, breakdown on the subject, because I think sometimes that the whole what's your purpose or conversation can be quite disillusioning. Um, But I, you know, when I was in business school, there was this massive encouragement to like network and build relationships so very early on. And so I did, you know, I got involved at school. I went to all of these events, met with professionals over coffee. And what I noticed in these conversations, um, specifically with one-on-one conversations, was this, you know, diversity of experiences, winding paths as well, unexpected things happening um, in terms of career moves or life um, life changes and life moves. And there was one thing that I noticed um, almost like this spark in the way that people talked about life. Um, and it came mainly from the people who were quite clear on the impact that they had and had a very strong sense of fulfillment in whether it was at work um, whether it was through their business, whether it was through their community involvement. And I found myself drawn to people who knew the why behind their work um, and could quite tangibly explain, you know, the relationship between 
their, um, you know, what it is that they do and how that plays out in other people's lives, how it plays out in their industry or even at the, um, you know, in the world at large. And so I, I take in a, a great interest in, in trying to understand, you know, more of this um, and how we could integrate that into our lives. So when the idea of starting a podcast came up, it was really me trying to document these conversations that I was having in university and sharing it with my friends as well, because, you know, in that kind of environment at that age, I think there's a lot of um, pressure to have everything figured out and for it to be perfect and know what every single step is going to look like once you finish school. Um, but to have to learn from people who were um, had quite a bit more of experience um, that concept of impact was just something that really resonated with me and I wanted to document it in some way. So you touched a little bit on your podcast. So let's go a little bit deeper there. So you have a podcast called The Power of Why and you talk to people who are building their lives and careers with intention. So Mm -hmm. what does intention mean to you and why do you think it's critical for success? Mm -hmm. I I really like this question. Um, And the main reason why I wanted to focus on people's whys and their intention, whether it is, you know, in the work environment through their businesses or even in their lives was because there's a lot of, there are a lot of data points around what contributes to the sense of fulfillment and being happy with your, you know, with your, your decisions. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm even reading a book right now called the psychology of money. And there is reference to um, some of the determinants of positive feelings of well-being, and um, they talk a little bit more about having this sense of control over your life and embedding, like understanding what what it is that you want. Actually, being a more dependable predictor of well-being and fulfillment, and like more than your salary, more than the size of your house, more than you know, the prestige of, of, you know, the company or the organization that you work for. And so it's like, okay, how do we, how can more people experience this? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And how can more people kind of create this sense of meaning? Cause I, I am, I am of the belief that it is something that you create and not necessarily something that you go and research and try to search for and, you know, sit down at your desk and try to, you know, do the math on what this looks like, but it really is, um, it's in your control and you can take ownership of what that can look like for you personally. And so for me, it was less about feeding into um, this narrative of, um, you know, almost falling into intention or falling into your purpose and less about it being a burden, but more about it actually opening up doors for you to greater fulfillment. And so with intention, I think comes self-awareness with intention and with understanding what your why is it. It's more about prioritizing 
learning more about you and collecting data points about your life and what you value. And, you know, for example, some questions can look like, what am I doing when time passes quickly? What kinds of problems do I want to solve? What kind of issues issues pain me? Uh, What am I really good at? You know, and, and oftentimes we don't take the time to think about um, some of these questions, but the answers are there. The answers are within you. The answers are in the way that you relationship build and the reasons that people approach you and your expertise on certain things. And so um, what I love to dig into on some of these conversations is what are, what are people's process and practices around um, awareness and around learning more. And actually like the second part of your question was, why do I think this is critical for success? Mm-hmm. I think it's this type of work, this background work that, um, I mean, you can do it in public and you can document and share your journey as you go along. But I think self-awareness is a critical piece of of experiencing fulfillment and a critical factor of success um, because it's because you are defining what success is as you see it, right? Mm-hmm. And I think oftentimes we see, we look at success, and I use air quotes, successful people in this world, and and often we only have a surface level understanding of what it took for them to actually get there, and how they define success is going to look different from the way that you define it. But actually understanding what is what are the ter- determinants that are going to um, allow you to experience that on your own terms are um, some of the some of the questions that I like to ask and the conversations I like to delve into. So yeah, I love that. I'm just here, like taking notes quietly to reflect <laughs> on after the show because I I think you mentioned reflection a couple of times and there's just so much noise and so much out there to keep us busy, to keep us connected, that creating those moments to have that reflection and to go on those inward journeys, it's, it's difficult, or we can make the excuse that it's like, you know, we're too busy being busy to take the time to do that. But I I have to agree with you that creating that space and creating that time and creating those moments for reflection are so important to really gain an understanding of like what success looks like for you as an individual. So I love that all these gems I'm, I'm keeping track of. (laughs) And, and, you know, you've, you've had guests on your show, you've interviewed a, a lot of people. So I'm interested to hear what's some of the most provocative advice that you've received from one of your guests over the years and, or what's the most important advice or some of the most important advice that you've received from your guests over the years. So it's like maybe things that have kind of like changed how you work or how you live or shifted any mental models that you leverage. Mm-hmm. There's, I've recorded over 60 interviews um, or 60 wow. conversations. And it's been quite interesting to hear from people across disciplines and you know, I haven't, I obviously I'm like industry agnostic. Like I, I don't specifically focus on people in finance or consulting. And so it's been really beautiful to see people from all walks of life um, come in and like share their story and, and what they've gone through. And I would say the most provocative, that's such a 
beautiful question. Um, that real <laughs> success is not about doing everything perfectly. Like I've I've heard a lot of, you know, a lot of people speak to just not overthinking things and mm. making decisions at the end of the day that you are going to be happy with. Because, you know, I mean, before COVID, we were all out in the world going to events, going into work, networking, yeah. doing all of these things. And at the end of the day, when you're coming home, you're coming home to yourself, you're coming home to your family, and you need to be happy with the decisions that, that you're making. Um, and a lot of folks also reflect on kind of, you know, when you're at the, at the end of your life and thinking about the things that you wished you did or ways that you wish you kind of bet on yourself. And, you know, I think most people talk about the regrets, the things that they didn't do as, as things that they kind of, which they could go back and, and sort of change. And so a lot of um, folks definitely share that, you know, it doesn't need to be perfect. You don't need to overthink. I think we're definitely, you know, procrastination is an interesting thing because we say, you know, I just need to do a little bit more planning, a little bit more research, but it's really because we're scared of, of taking that step and getting out there and trying new things. And I think, you know, why this impact piece is so important. There's this book, which you probably heard of, Man's Search, Man Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Yep. And there's a, there's a beautiful quote where he says, um, the more one forgets himself, by giving himself to a cause to serve or another person to love, the more human he is and the more he actualizes himself. And I think it's, it's so profound um, in that we, we, we don't need to overthink like really, truly all the answers that we need are within us. All of the answers are kind of embedded in our story, in our past, and 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 how we see life today. And I think we're only causing ourselves more pain and potential regret in the future if we don't just try, you know, and and lend ourselves to a cause or just to the you know in community and the people around us. And I'll. I'll bring up one thing around um, kind of like financial wellness as, as well that has been a really important um, piece of advice that kind of changed the way that I look at money. Um, and I, and I want to bring this up because I think at, at least in, in this society, it's kind of very taboo to, to talk about <laughs> to talk about money and to talk about, you know, how much we're earning. And, yeah. and I think um, where we are today, there are a lot of things that are sort of rising to the surface and this concept of like financial wellness, where we take some of these characterizations of wellness, you know, mindfulness. I mean, we could talk about meditation and stuff later and how important it is to, embed some of these characterizations into the way that we look at, you know, at, we look at finances and, you know, and I think that finances at some level bring about like friction and anxiety, maybe even apprehension 
to so we don't even talk about it right um but I think there's a there's an interesting opportunity that we have to kind of reimagine our relationship to finances and what that can look like moving forward because this so relates to being able to make more empowered decisions in your life you know and oftentimes when we're talking about this concept of intention or or purpose it's like uh but at the end of the day I need to pay my bills right like can we talk about that (laughs) and I think it's so linked to your your ability to even talk about purpose like what a luxury you know what I mean like especially coming from immigrant parents who came to this country with literally nothing um, the conversations that we're having today are so different from what my parents ever even could begin to think about, you know, it was just about Absolutely. how do we survive? And um, I, I, I think there are ways to make conversations around financial wellness a lot more empowering and, and, and how we can look at reinstilling some some level of agency into people's lives and at the end of the day like when I'm talking about intention and when I'm talking about purpose it really is this sense of control over your life this sense of control over doing what it is that you want when you want with the people that you want to do it with Um, because I think those are bigger variables when it comes to you being happy or you being fulfilled Yes. So I hope that answers your question. <laughs> it does and answers the question and gives us more to go off of. Thank you for that. Thank you for being open to sharing with us. And I mean, I, I'm going to talk a little bit about like COVID-19 and the pandemic. And we know that for so many folks, it's thrown everything a little bit up in the air. So I want to yeah. know what factors do you think our listeners should be considering as they build or restructure thriving, impactful businesses during and post-pandemic? Mm-hmm. Wow. I know it's a lot. So a lot. much has been shifted. <laughs> and um, I think, you know, there's so many ways for me to answer this question. I think part of it too is also, we're in a time that's demanding us to reimagine what work looks like, what business looks like, and what our lives also look like. And as you mentioned earlier, Shav, you were saying that the busyness is not distracting us to, you know, look at the real things that we should be talking about. Um, And we've been challenged to do so. We have been. Um, as As a collective, we have been. Leadership has been challenged also to make, you know, some hard and tough decisions. And I think we are in a really interesting position to go ahead and reshape things, you know. Um, From a life perspective, um, I think that this time has just reinforced, at least for me, how important community is, how beautiful community and how, like, life-shifting community plays a role in our overall like quality um, of life and the quality of our relationships. And I think, and I think we understood that before Um, just this sense of belonging that we have in being in certain circles, but the way that we've, we've had to lean on people during this time looks, it just looks different. Um, 
And so having people that you can depend on um, to go through these things, this type of support is quite life-changing. And I think the, the community aspect to life is oftentimes like the, and I don't know if I'm reaching far here, but it is like the antidote to some of the harsh realities that we're facing and the devastations that have been, that we've been kind of forced to experience. Um, like having supportive friends, having supportive family, and also, yes. Yes. and also like being vocal in sharing how you can support other people as well, because, you know, people are going through this time very differently, very differently. Some people might be completely fine. Others are, their life has been completely upended. Um, and I think community is really an act of commitment. Like it's a commitment thing that we're talking about here, right? And so I think it's challenging everyone to kind of step up to the plate and demand that we look at everything differently. And I mean, from an equity perspective, um, you know, the work that I've been doing with Quake Lab, I like recently joined uh, Sharon and this incredible vision she has of how she sees the world and how she sees our ability to like support people, you know, at work specifically. What a leader. Like I have, I have yeah, so many incredible. I not agree more. Yeah. I have so many incredible things to say about Sharon. Um, and I think when it comes to, you know, this conversation of diversity and inclusion and what equity can look like in, in the workplace, it's really challenging us to kind of restructure what, how we do things, how we make decisions, how transparent we are about our processes, right? And the policies that we have at our workplaces. And so it's been really eye-opening this, this period. And I think more than anything, an opportunity to ask, ask ourselves questions beyond, oh, well, we've always done things this way. It's like, okay, well, we have a great opportunity to shift if we need to. Absolutely. It's been phenomenal. I'm just like, your answers are just above and beyond what I could have ever hoped for. So again, I'm saying it again. Thank you for sharing. And, you know, I'm sitting down here and interviewing you, who's usually the podcast host. <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit about um, the International Women's Week. You're going to be collaborating with Invest Ottawa, and you're delivering a nine-episode podcast series with Invest Ottawa through your podcast. I hope everybody has followed that train of thought. <laughs> so what do you hope women and all entrepreneurs take away from this unique collaboration? Yeah. Well, what an opportunity it is to, first of all, you know, collaborate with Invest Ottawa on this incredible series. Um, Katie approached me uh, at the beginning of the year to figure out how we could make this work. I know they had a lineup of guests that they wanted to highlight, you know, for this series. And um, I've had this podcast for about three years you know, just grinding away, working <laughs> and interviewing these individuals. And there was definitely overlap around some of the, you know, key messages that they wanted to talk about, um, the individuals that they wanted to highlight. And um, yeah, I'm incredibly 
kind of grateful for this opportunity to shine a light and kind of um, tell stories in a, in a different way. And so Maryam, Zahuri, and I have been um, working on bringing these stories to life, bringing these conversations to life. And what I'm really excited for people to uh, to kind of glean from these conversations is how important it is to, you know, for one, just to support women from all walks of life, wherever you can. And I think oftentimes, if, even if we go back to this conversation around um, equity, um, I hear a lot, there's a lot of dialogue around, I don't know where to start. You know, this is a big issue. Like we understand how last year kind of shined a light on the this huge gaping, you know, gap that we have um, in our society and some of the challenges and not really feeling equipped to address them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so um, through these conversations, we're interviewing, you know, I'm, I'm interviewing folks who work in education and, and beauty all the way to cybersecurity, artificial oh, yeah. intelligence for like clean, clean energy, and also um, an individual who advocates for clean water in indigenous communities. Yeah. And so to, to um, you know, have these conversations on a platform, obviously that Invest Ottawa has with their incredible reach into the business and tech community, I'm really excited for, you know, us to roll out the, these guests and their stories and just to have different conversations around, um, around how we can, how we can do better and how we can support others in their, in their work as well. Um, And what I'd also like to mention is that, you know, some of the work that, that Quake Lab is doing also um, at least this is like the first time that I'm sort of entering into this space and into, you know, addressing some of these problems and co-creating solutions with companies. And it's pretty, it's pretty obvious to me now how much data we don't have, um, how much oh, yeah. data, <laughs> I mean, you know, Sha, this is, this is totally your bread and butter. It's what you, it's what you do, yep. but the, the, you know, it's, yeah, the lack of data in this space um, but it's also opened my eyes to this is this is a real business challenge that we have. And when it comes to every other, you know, line of of business, whether it's operations to finance, when we're when we're up and like faced with, uh, you know, an issue or a challenge, it's like, OK, where's the data? Let's 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 figure this out. Right. Let's collect everything that we need to. Let's understand what the current environment is. And when it comes to people operations in a lot of spaces, you know, that same level of rigor um, is often not applied. And it's been really interesting to work with um, an organization that is committed to addressing these types of challenges, um, but with process and with procedure and with um, understanding that this is really a structural issue that we need to address, um, and and how we how can we do that in a way that doesn't leave the, you know, the client with, um, 
a long report that no one reads, but really an action plan that you can have on the side of your desk and understand tangibly, okay, this is how I can apply and how I can apply um, these solutions to my everyday work. And so it's been, it's, I, I know I, I pulled kind of Quake Lab into that, into your conversation around the International Women's Week conversation, but it was, it was really me trying to highlight the importance of sharing the stories that we often don't hear and uh, really is shining a light on on highlighting people that we uh, that are often underrepresented, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to be part of that, to be part of that with the Invest Ottawa crew. Naomi, it's been really great talking to you today. I'm so inspired by the work you do and the effort you make to ensure businesses have a positive impact. Thank you so much for being on Invested in our new reality today. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, Shav. This was this was a blast. And thank you also to our amazing listeners for being a part of this journey with us. We have lots of new episodes coming up and you can also download past episodes from iTunes, Spotify, the Invest Ottawa website, or wherever you get your podcasts. For now, I'm Siobhan Hassel-McIntosh. I look forward to speaking with you next time. And until then, stay strong, stay healthy, and stay safe.